happy Mother's Day, everyone, and a happy Grandmother's Day to everyone. And those who are watching online, I'd like to say happy Mother's Day to you, too. Well, I'm going to give my Mother's Day testimony. Now, some of you are familiar with me from way back, so you may know some of this testimony already. Every mother sitting here today has a testimony to share. Each of us is unique and has a story that can be told about our loving Father. Today, I'd like to honor God for the impact he has had on my life and to share part of my journey with you, with him. God has been so faithful to me over the years. I am so thankful for his loving kindness, goodness, grace, mercy, hand of provision, countless blessings, and loving support. I treasure the whole counsel of God, but throughout my testimony today, I will be emphasizing only eight scriptures. I was raised in a non-Christian home. Yet as a young child, I believe God was drawing me unto himself. I started attending church through invitations from other people. I first attended a Baptist church via a bus ministry. A couple of years later, a couple offered to pick me up and take me to their church, which I did. It was there that I earned my very first Bible. I wanted from memorizing the most scriptures in the whole class. I treasured that Bible. It was a beautiful white Bible with Jesus' words uh, highlighted in red. I would often read my Bible and discover that I had a heavenly father who loved me and accepted me into his family. The inspiring scriptures instilled hope, comfort, strength, and peace in my life. I accepted the Lord around the age of 10. I can't remember the exact year, but it was around that time. Jesus became an encouraging and motivating force in my life. Later, I began attending a free Methodist church because a, fr a friend at school invited me to come along with her. So I accepted the invitation. And each Sunday, they would pick me up and take me to church. I was involved in their children's program and then their youth program from grade six through to grade 13. When I became old enough to drive myself, I would drive myself to church, and I'd pick up some children along the road who wanted to come to church with me. Fortunately, my parents would let me use the, take the car each Sunday, and when I think back, I even was using their gas. <laughs> Fortunately, Ah, I'm going to skip that part. Throughout the years, I would watch Christian ministries like Rex Humbart, Oral Roberts, and Catherine Coleman on the Sundays that I couldn't go to church. 
These programs had a profound effect on my life as well. Amazingly, my dad and my uncle would often watch these programs with me on Sunday. And I kind of think my mom was listening too while she was completing tasks in the kitchen. Then later on in life, I started attending Pentecostal churches. That is where my heart belonged. I felt like I was at home. I would cling to particular scriptures that I had read during my devotional times, which encouraged me to do my best in life and live according to the godly principles expressed in the Bible. Verses such as, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, found in Philippians 4, 13. Another from Joshua 1, 9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And especially, I love the many verses that stressed love. Like, love never fails, according to 1 Corinthians 13, 8. I was raised with six siblings in a low-income family. My dad was an auto wrecker, and my mom was a seasonal worker in tobacco. There were many challenges associated with financial limitations in my life. But fortunately with God, I was able to rise above them. I will eternally be grateful to God for giving me the ability to learn. As I attended school and connected with Christians at church, I came to the realization that obtaining a good education was my ticket to a better life and a more prosperous life. I had always hoped to be a teacher ever since I was a young child. I studied hard throughout school so that I could attend teacher's college. My dream finally came true when I was accepted in 1970. But I almost had to withdraw from the program because my OSAP didn't come through until sometime in October. I was sitting on pins and needles thinking, I might not be able to achieve my goal for lack of finances. And my parents could not afford to help me. From 1972 until 1979, while teaching, I was completing my BA through extension courses, which proved to be a very difficult task. But I persevered with God's help and encouragement. From time to time, I would think, God, will I ever meet a loving Christian man, get married, and have children? Then in the summer of 1982, while praying, the Lord impressed this verse upon my heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, 4. By this time, I had been serving the Lord wholeheartedly for a few years. 
Now it seemed my heart's desire for a Christian husband would finally come to pass. Then, in 1983, the Lord miraculously orchestrated for my dear Ryan to come to my school. in Boston to teach. We started dating in March of that year and were married in August. My pastor at that time, after reading our independent written answers to questions he had on a questionnaire stated, this marriage is made in heaven. Without a doubt, the best years of my life were with Ryan. Sorry. He enriched my life and my family's lives immensely. He was all, a, all that a wife could wish for. He was kind, loving, encouraging, caring, outgoing, enthusiastic, optimistic, wise, had a great sense of humor, a devoted man of God who knew the word very well and prayed fervently and regularly. In fact, he would never make a major decision without consulting the Lord first. Ryan and I served as a team throughout our marriage, which lasted 36 years and four months. We were fully committed to the Lord and served him in whatever way we could. At the core of our marriage was this foundational verse. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Matthew 6, 33. My model throughout life, whether working, caring for my family, or serving at church was based upon this scripture from Colossians 3, 23, 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Then in 1985 and 1988, God blessed us with two wonderful loving sons, Andrew and John. They brought incredible joy to our lives. Ryan and I raised our boys according to godly principles. We earnestly tried to model Christian lives before them, both at home and at church. We attended church every Sunday, unless we were ill and other meetings at the church throughout the week. We encouraged the boys to get involved in church and school activities and sports. Ryan and I were very pleased that the boys always had a desire to church, to go to church and to serve. We never had to force them to go to church. What a blessing. I firmly believe 
in the wisdom contained in this verse found in Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go. Even when he grows older, he will not abandon it. I can truthfully say that this practical truth has worked in our family. Were we perfect parents? No. Did we make mistakes? Yes. Andrew and John could attest to that. But we sincerely tried to do our best with God's help and counsel. I am very pleased, as Ryan would be, that our boys are following the Lord and following in our footsteps. What a tremendous blessing they have been to us. Eventually, the Lord blessed us with two wonderful daughters-in-law, Megan and Wah, and four precious grandchildren that you have seen running around in the church, Kennedy, James, Jackson, and Luke, and with another granddaughter on the way in October. I don't know if you know that or not, but John and Wah are expecting in October. We truly serve an amazing God. Ryan's and my heartfelt desire would be that our sons and their families would continue loving the Lord and loving others as themselves, as Luke 10, 27 declares. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Not only loving the Lord and others, but serving them as well. This Mother's Day, let us celebrate our dear mothers, but let us also reflect on God's goodness and faithfulness who created all of us within our mother's womb. In my adult young year, years, I, had a, I heard a song at my church which left an indelible mark on my life. It is entitled, I will serve thee because I love thee. It has been the inspiration for service all my life. I would like to close by singing a portion of that, this song. I'm just gonna take a drink before I start. It's gonna be acapella too, by the way. And if you want to plug your ears, you may, <laughs> if it doesn't turn out very well. <clears throat> I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was nothing before you found me, you have given life to me. Heartaches, broken pieces, ruin lives are why you died on was what I longed for. You have given 
you, me. May God bless you as you honor and serve your mother this day. Thank you, Mom. You know, on this, again, Mother's Day, um, it's fitting to have a mother share uh, a testimony of God's goodness, his faithfulness. Uh, even here, my own mother is a, was a treat, um, and I hope that, that um, her testimony spoke to you in trusting and leading on God in all things. If you're looking for a person to share life with, you know, if maybe you know someone, maybe they haven't found that special someone yet, well, they're just around the corner. Maybe perhaps they're, they're on the way. They're signed and delivered. They just haven't found you yet. And uh, <laughs> it's just a, it's a treat when you give your life to the Lord. And just to kind of wrap things up, I'm going to invite the worship team just to come in four minutes. Okay, Brad, John, you can set your timers. And to segue out of that testimony is this. In reflecting on Mother's Day, I really believe each mother here and those watching online, you're superheroes. You're superheroes because without you, yeah, it takes two to tango, but hear what I'm saying. Without you, life would not be possible. The Bible said we came from the dust of the earth, but ever since, man has come from woman. We need you. And so the very life, all of us are here because of our mothers. And as I was pondering on Mother's Day this morning, looking at scripture, I thought of how Jesus' own mother, for a little takeaway in addition to the testimony is this, look and see how the very mother of Jesus never held him back. She knew he had, was teaching about the kingdom, that eventually it would lead him to the cross. He even told them plainly, perhaps sometimes as mothers can do, maybe they don't hear all the, the, the words that are being spoken, or maybe they tune things out from time to time. But in Jesus' case, his own mother didn't hold him back from the cross. That she was with him to that very day, that very moment in time. And just think, when he rose out of that grave to resurrection life, she's beaming with pride, I'm sure. That's my son whom I bore. And I'm sure many of you here this afternoon, you have immense pride for those children that you have brought into this world. And so I would encourage you this day, so twofold. One, men... Families, we need to honor our mothers, to lift them up, to cherish them, because we never know how long they'll be with us. The second part is mothers, affirm your children, just like the mother of Christ affirmed her own child and didn't hold him back from fulfilling the call of God in his life. Be the cheer section for your own children. Cheer them on, lead them on. I know I can speak for, hopefully for John and I, us both, that our own mother was so encouraging to us. Whatever our dreams were, whether John was pursuing medicine or me with ministry, even though my road could seem a little rocky at times, she was always there cheering us on. Imagine what would happen just for a moment because Christ was flesh and blood like us. Imagine if one day, Mary came to Christ and said, I, I don't know about this. <laughs> I think you should rethink this. Do you really need to go to the cross? Surely there's got to be another way. And sometimes mothers can be very tactful and 
presenting different options, but we can take a cue from her and how she didn't get in the way. And at the end, I just thought of this now, that when Christ was on the cross, he didn't leave her alone. He cared for her and he said to her and he said to his beloved, you know, James, he said, mother, see son, son, see your mother. And so this day, mothers, we salute you. You superheroes, Debbie and everyone here in attendance, you truly are superheroes. Be mindful of the impact that you have. Today was purposefully to try and keep it short and sweet, have a testimony with a few encouraging words because it is Mother's Day and I'm sure many of you have plans if you haven't already done those plans. So we want to honor your time. You're getting out of here a little bit earlier than normal. Is that good? <laughs> but I know again, today was a little different, um, but we want to emphasize of how God has purposed you Mothers, specifically mothers, for a day and time and season as this. You've brought children into the world. But maybe years have gone by and your children have come and they've grown. What's the next thing? This is what I believe God would say to you. What's that next thing that he's birthing in your life? Post-children. Post-raising a family. What does he want to do in your life? Yeah, sure, maybe you're being a grandmother and sewing and seeding. That's good, Debbie. I like that. What are some of those other things, perhaps, that he wants to birth in and through your life to impact others? And so what we want to do, we want to, we want to bless you this afternoon. As the worship team plays, um, I'm going to invite those of you that are here today just to put a hand on each other's shoulder, if, if you're okay with that. We just, uh, the Bible says to lay hands on one another and to pray for one another. And so, Graham, would you go ahead and place your hand on Debbie's shoulder? And if you see mother in the place, or even if it's your own spouse, go ahead and just place your hand on their shoulder, and we're going to pray together. That's great. Awesome. <laughs> we're going to pray together for God's hand to be on their life. Would you join me in prayer this afternoon? Heavenly Father, thank you for the mothers. Thank you for that wonderful example. Lord, I don't believe it's by accident that the way we can, in many respects, come to know you on a personal level, tangibly, is seeing you through the eyes and care of our own mothers. That tenderness, that forgiveness, that caring um, tenaciousness even, the relentless pursuit. Father, I ask that you would bless each mother here today. We know that motherhood can come in all shapes and sizes, whether birthing through, you know, the biological, natural means, or maybe other means through adoption and such. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for that gift. I ask, Lord, for those just beginning out on the journey of, of motherhood, Lord, that you would be with them, you would guide them. Lord, help them to train their, their child in that, in the ways of righteousness. Help them in their example as they follow after you to temper their steps with that forgiveness, that love, that compassion, but also that relentless spirit to pray for their children. 
Father, I thank you for the impact that the many mothers here have already had. I thank you, Lord, for the testimony shared today of your faithfulness. Lord, that your word never returns void. Thank you for your blessing, Lord God. We cherish our mothers. Bless them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for participating and praying and as we consider our mothers here today.